Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about 72-year-old men who have Riz. And the 60 to 75-year-old women who are ready to have a rock and dance party with him. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Lee Blickley, by the way. I am filling in for Claire Fallon while she's on maternity leave. So for anyone who's rejoining us for this Golden Bachelor season, hello. <laughs> Our new favorite show has arrived. I, I honestly mean that. The Golden Bachelor. It's the newest Bachelor franchise spinoff which follows the tried-and-true formula that you've come to know and love or love to hate. But this time for the over-60s, and we truly cannot contain our excitement. It's amazing. I cannot wait to talk about it. And of course, we have an amazing guest to kick off this season. Joining us today to discuss the glorious premiere is journalist and our former colleague, Lisa Belkin, creator of the New York Times Motherlode column and author of books including Genealogy of a Murder and Show Me a Hero. Thank you for being here, Lisa. We are so excited to have you. I cannot tell you how exciting this is. I, 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 <laughs> yes, I am vibrating. I am so excited. We're so happy to have you. And thanks to everyone listening for waiting a few days for our Golden Bachelor premiere recap to drop. Our podcast about the premiere of Bachelor in Paradise, you know, the Bachelor's fun, flirty younger cousin who went down to Mexico for summer break, that dropped on Friday. So remember to check that out if you missed it. Also, I am covering season five of Love is Blind over on our Substack Rich Text. So you can subscribe to hear those recaps at clarendemma.substack.com. Whew. Okay, guys, let's get into it. Before we begin, I just wanted to talk to you briefly, Lisa. Uh, how long have you been watching The Bachelor? Like, how long have you been waiting for this, Tell us you everything. know, for this moment? I watched <laughs> Alex Michelle's episodes live 
Um, yes. I love that. I, I have been watching. <laughs> now, I will say I have not watched continuously. Um, and in recent Who years, has? guys, I, I don't watch. I listen to you. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not up on the latest, but I certainly know how the whole franchise works. Um, and, and I stopped watching because it got stupid. Um, <laughs> it, they, they, they were not real people. They, they were performing on a show. It had nothing to do with real life. It was a fascinating anthropology experiment at the beginning. I mean, it truly was. And then it was a lot of influencers and, and it sort of was a parody of itself. And, um, and then this came along. And I, I, I was intrigued. I, well, we can discuss what our expectations were and how they were met. But um, I very much wanted to see what they were going to do with this. Yeah, I, I have to call you out, Lisa. Um, months ago, I received a text message from you <laughs> being like, "To be clear, I am volunteering myself yes, as tribute to come on your absolutely. podcast. <laughs> I, I am. I'm going to be the old lady here um, because I'm the age of these women." You know, I I feel like I want to say of the younger version of these, you know, the younger end of yes. the women, but that's part of the problem is our need to, you know, keep telling everyone how young we are compared to, to other people. Other and people. this show, you know, it managed to not do that. So, again, we will get into it. But, yes, I volunteered the day I heard of it. I wanted to see what <laughs> ABC was going to do with age and whether they were going to do it in an icky way or in a sort of liberating and energizing way. Yeah. And I think that that is honestly what we were all waiting to Mm -hmm. see. As as we know, this show does not have um, the best track record. When it comes to expanding representation, often when they do try to move forward, it's like a decade late and they don't do it well. And so I think everyone was cautiously excited, but trying not to expect too much from The Golden Bachelor. And I have to say, I loved this episode so much. I am so excited to talk about it. Obviously, this is not going to be a perfect show, but on the whole, like I felt a joy and energy coming from this franchise that I had not experienced in many, many years. I feel the same. I mean, I laughed. I cried, right? I I teared up about five times watching this episode. I don't know if you feel the same way, Lisa. (laughs) Did you feel that energy that you were looking for? I, I cried from the beginning. I mean, from the, the opening moment where he's getting dressed and he puts on his hearing aid and it was not a big deal. I mean, it was a big deal, but it was not a big deal. It was simply this very attractive, energetic man who you'd kind of like to get to know. And he, <laughs> as part of everything else, he put on his hearing aid. I'm like, this is different. I'm a little disappointed because... I do like snarking about this show. And I I was watching it, waiting, you know, with my pen. I, yeah, oh, I, I can make this sarcastic comment when when I go on and talk to them. I there was no snark. Maybe later, <laughs> but so far, no snark. Okay, maybe a little, but not maybe a lot. Just, just like just a, a little, tad. but not, just a little, not a just lot. Just a little. Yes. 
Literally, I'm such a softie that Lisa's describing this opening scene and I'm starting <laughs> tear to tear up, up because I, I had I had the same reaction. So let's just get into the recap. As you said, Lisa, we we start off in in silence. There's no background music. Gary is getting ready for his big night. His hearing aids are just on the counter of the bathroom. And once he puts them in, the music starts and it is Cat Stevens. Oh, that's so amazing. The wind of, the wind my, of soul. my soul. I'm tearing up again. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It's a gorgeous song. song. And I had the same reaction as you, Lisa, where I was like, how fucking cool to see this handsome man, our romantic lead, just put his hearing aids in as part of his getting ready routine. It was not a big deal. It was not something that was overly remarked upon. It was not something that took away anything. It was just a part of how he lives and a part of who he is. And I just thought it was like a really powerful and cool image. And they also disappeared, right? He put them in and they kind of disappeared as hearing aids nowadays tend to do. You saw them once in a while in the, the course of the episode, but really didn't pay attention to them. So yeah, they they turned on the world for him and then they disappeared. Oh, it's so beautiful. I loved it so much. And, you know, with the song too, like to have the silence and then have the music begin when he puts it on. The edit was great. I got the sense that maybe, oh, they're going to try some new things here. You know, the editors are going to try something new. And I was excited, like, immediately. So excited to begin. I agree. So as he puts his tux on, we hear a voiceover. I believe we have a clip. I'm Gary. Tonight is the first day of the rest of my life. I've sat upon the set in the sun, but never, 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 never. I never wanted water. How lucky would I be to find a second true love in my lifetime. And this is when we get Gary's backstory. And this is when we really start to cry. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. In case you weren't already crying, um, then we hear about Gary's 43-year marriage to his high school sweetheart, Tony, and get like a whole timeline of, of photos, like just flashes of their life together. And then we weep more. Yes. You know, they married in 1972. They had a typical but beautiful life, he says. They have two daughters. When they both retired, they purchased their dream home on a lake. And that was June 6, 2017. And from then, as Gary explains, you know, everything didn't go according to their plan or what they imagined. Tony became very ill. And it ended up that she had a bacterial infection. Um And he mentions at one point that he counted 13 like IV bags in her ER room. And it really, I'm like going to cry. I'm going to start crying. Yeah. Um, And they found out the infection had actually spread to her kidneys and her liver. And by July 15th of that year, she had passed away. Um, And it all happened so suddenly. And you can tell that it still affects him, you know, six years later as it should. It's just devastating. It was devastating to hear. And it sounded like they had such a beautiful life and marriage and that they were looking forward, you know, to this ne- next phase in their life. Um, yeah, they and it, were vibrant course, people about mm-hmm. to start another another chapter. And as always, when you sort of watch old photos and then I get the feeling that you're seeing 
the person that this older person still feels like they are, right? So we look at an older person and we see them now, but they internally see themselves as all of these stages that we just watched. They're all still in there and that's who they are. That's who they feel they are. And so you're watching, you know, you watch Gary become Gary. And it was, and you don't have that when your contestants are 22 years old. Um, no. They they have not become themselves yet. And this man went through all of this to become this very, you know, multifaceted person. And in, in one little clip, it was, they gave us all of that. I mean, I don't want to romanticize it too much. Yes, it was, it was a TV <laughs> show. But you just don't see that on this particular TV show. And not just on this TV show. Really, in most in most TV shows and in a TV show that is, first of all, mass marketed, that is about love, that is about desirability. Like, I, I just haven't seen anything like this. Um, and what you said is really beautiful, Lisa. And I think the other beautiful thing is that what this show is is ultimately saying is that, like, this is not only a person who has passed all of these stages of becoming and, and has all of this life experience to draw from, but also he's not done becoming. Like, I think we, um, as a culture, are so youth-obsessed that we tend to kind of, once you reach a certain age, sort of project onto people that, like, their time is over and they should retreat into the background and not be seen. Um, and our interest in their humanity uh, it becomes, as a culture, less. And I, I like that that this show just does away with that by virtue of the fact that the whole cast is over 60. Except for Jesse Palmer. Yeah. 44. 44, I wish they mentioned <laughs> I have a feeling we're just going to cry uh, this whole recording. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm weeping. We are. And it, that's cool. We're, we felt things. This thing, this show made us feel things. Gary says, you know, every time I look at that lake, I go, this is her dream. This is what she deserves. Why am I standing here alone? He, There's all this B-roll of him at the house. We also get some, some B-roll of Gary with his daughters and his two granddaughters. And they're talking about the fact that, of course, no one will ever replace their mother, his wife. Um, but he still has a lot of life to live, and he deserves to find that love again and be with a companion who can make him happy, who he can live years with. And that moment is a big part of so many people's lives. When you lose a parent and you watch your surviving parent try to go on with their life, and and the daughter's giving him permission. That made me cry because, you know, I've watched my mom it. do a new chapter after my dad died. And that's something the whole family goes through. You have to learn to see your surviving parent the way ABC is asking us to see Gary. Um, and it was hard to start seeing my mother that way without my father. Um, and and But so many of us are going to go through that. And absolutely, this is also something you don't see all that often on mm -hmm. reality TV. Definitely not. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we are going to talk about more of the beginning of this beautiful journey. 
So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to thanks so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process. It would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Are you one of those people who thinks they don't have time to prioritize wellness? If so, Aloe Moves is here to change your whole mindset. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flower class that will fit your whole schedule, even if your schedule is very complicated and ever-changing like mine is. And their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day, which is so convenient. They've got award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, HIIT classes, or reformer Pilates workouts. Truly, truly have it all. Because you can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quieter moments. I am one of those people who really struggles to prioritize wellness. I did before I had kids, and now it's even harder because you're always doing pickup or drop-off. You're making a lunch. You're like dealing with some need that your children have or you're working. And Aloe Moves allows me to just fit those workouts in, in those spare moments when I find myself with an extra 30 minutes of time, I can do a yoga class. I can do something that gets my heart rate up and it really works with my lifestyle. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use code LTSI20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code LTSI20. alomoves.com code LTSI20. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should, learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 8.30 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks and... 
it's been really helpful because my French is not good, but now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. (laughs) You can never sound like an idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are back. After we get this backstory of Gary's, we see a supercut of all of the media coverage and promos and all of just the like cultural excitement about what this show could be when Gary was finally announced. Gary's posing for photos. He's meeting young fans. He's making jokes like, I'm the first Bachelor on Social Security, (laughs) which I love. Love Gary. (laughs) Yeah, viewers, you know, he says viewers will get to see a man over 70 date 22 incredible women in their 60s and 70s. And that's groundbreaking. When this, you know, when the season was announced, I remember just the buzz, the conversation that started. And now we're finally here. We're watching the premiere. And I also remember that a lot of us were like, nervous. We were like, okay, they cast Mm. a lead who's, you know, 71, about to be 72. Are we going to end up with a bunch of like 48-year-old women dating this 70-something man? Like, I think that's sort of what a lot of us expected. 48-year-old old old women dating this (laughs) 71-year-old man. Um, (laughs) If I might for a minute, it is groundbreaking to have a 71-year-old bachelor. But what is really groundbreaking are the women he's dating. Because as a society, we are used to 71-year-old men surrounded by women who want their attention. We are not used to what we saw from that group of women. And that's the part that that, that had me all excited and relieved uh, and Mm -hmm. really interested in where this goes next. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. We're definitely, you know, as we know, with the uh, the Harrison Fords and the George Clooney's of the world, like we are, we are very comfortable with seeing men age into desirability. And with women, we're just like, maybe you could disappear. Yeah, that would be convenient. Did you reach forty? We don't want to hear from you anymore. And so it was cool to see this handsome man excited to date all of these women who are his actual peers. Yes, they're age And so I think there's a lot of relief. Yes. Like no one even <laughs> in their 50s. Like, thank goodness. Thank God. Yeah. Love it. So Thrilling. Gary exits the limo and is, you know, greeted by Jesse Palmer, as we mentioned, age 44, youngest person there. Uh, <laughs> Gary is anxious. He's nervous. He can't believe he's about to meet the woman of his dreams. And he says, I hope I recognize her. I loved it. (laughs) The exits frightened me. I I was I was scared a lot. I I, (laughs) you were like expecting the worst at every moment. I kept expecting the worst. And I was so hopeful that that this could actually be a classy look at dating when you happen to have a certain number on on your 
calendar. But yeah, so I was expecting the worst. And so as those limo doors started to open, I was like, oh, God, please don't. Please, you know, act like grownups. You you have a chance to show everyone how it's done. Please act like grownups. And I think for the most part, they did a decent yeah. job. For yeah, them. I mean, they had you, the, you had to have the occasional with it. Yeah. gag. You had to have the occasional gag, or it just wouldn't be a bachelor show. Yeah. So I was expecting that, but like on the whole, I, I think it was not like deeply embarrassing for these yeah, women. Yeah. Like they all, I think, came off pretty well. First out of the limos, Edith, who I am obsessed <laughs> with. A real life walking golden uh, goddess. Like this woman is stunning. Oh my God. She also has the most beautiful hair I've ever seen in my life. And I did find her on Instagram and she is a natural gray hair model. Like for gray hair products. And I was like, that makes makes sense. sense. And yeah, it looks like she she um was dyeing her hair for years and then like a few years ago let it all grow out. And her hair is just so beautiful. Beautiful. And she comes out in the this golden, stunning dress. Uh, and she says, My heart has been waiting to meet you, she tells Gary. And he says, you know, we just made history. I'm the first Golden Bachelor, and you're the first woman out of the limo. And they shoot all off. In, all in gold. She looked like an Oscar statue. She, she really I was gonna did. Just stunning. She looked like an Oscar. She was, I mean, and, and like the boning on the corset of that gown, it was, it was stunning. She, she really was a great first woman to come out of the limo. She brought some confetti cans. They popped them off together. So sweet. I love this moment. Yeah, she says, Que la fiesta empiece, let the party begin. And next we hear, Roberta, we made it. (laughs) And we meet Ellen, uh, 71. And she starts to, you know, we see her package and she starts to explain that her and her friend Roberta have been best friends for 60 years. Roberta has cancer. They are huge fans of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. They watch it together. And Roberta just told Ellen, you have to do the show. You have to go on. This is when I started crying again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they came on almost together, right? So she was there representing Roberta. Um, and and they were best friends for 60 years. Absorb that. Mm-hmm. Right, and she's 71. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is her elementary school best friend, basically. Right? Like, yeah, you know, 11. Like, that's, that's, that is beautiful. That is a lifelong friendship. Um, I'm going to cry talking about this, but we get some really lovely footage of Roberta and Ellen together talking about Ellen's decision to go on. And it was just a really, really cool thing to see these women who have so much love for each other and see Ellen describe um, her love for Roberta. I know, and her friendship. I'm not okay, guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ellen is so let's, excited. Lee, let's just talk because yeah. um, Emma needs yeah, another I'm cry. Yeah. She, Ellen thinks Gary, of course, is handsome. He has a lot of spunk. And he plays pickleball. So, <laughs> oh, my, yeah. Check our first, our first mention of pickleball. There will be others. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're going to get, like, at least one big pickleball, pickleball tournament. Date. That's mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, also, did you notice that they made Ellen's Chiron, they change it to pickleball captain. <laughs> so maybe maybe she's going to be our future pickleball captain at the at a future group date. 
Um, I enjoyed that. And she just has, like, great energy. She's so joyous. She's like a light light. on the show, for sure. Um, I loved her in that blue dress. She says, buckle up. We're on our way, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Next, we have Sandra, who is 75. She's the oldest of the group, I think, right? Yeah, I think there's two 75-year-olds. And she is one of them. Um, she is hilarious. She starts out in a stunning red dress. She's like very, she's perfect because she's very like soft spoken and her voice is very sweet, but she like loves to curse. That's, that's her thing. (laughs) And she says she's awfully nervous, but she has a Zen practice she likes to do to calm herself down. We have a clip of this. You know what I do when I get nervous? I have this Zen practice. So I'm gonna do that right now, if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay. I'll take a couple of breaths. <laughs> okay, I feel better. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a clip that you can't actually put on the radio because it... <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, right? It's it's not podcast effective. No, we can we can confirm (laughs) that what she is saying is she is chanting "fuck" just an elongated "fuck" "fuck" three times. Fuck. And Gary joins in. Uh, At first, he's a little taken aback, but Gary also takes a deep breath. And Gary's pretty good at rolling, <laughs> at rolling with the punches, which you is required to be a good lead, to be honest. And afterwards, Gary's like, yeah, that was therapeutic. Yeah. And honestly, sometimes I like to scream cuss words and that is therapeutic. Yeah. Yes. Sandra's and I, one of the ones who I wanted to know more about, for, you know, after, after seeing the clips and, um, and she didn't disappoint. No, she didn't. <laughs> We then see someone come out dressed as, you know, a stereotypical grandma, woman in nightgown with a walker and glasses. Uh, Gary asks if she needs help. Uh, and she whips off the costume and out pops sexy Leslie, 64 from Minneapolis. And she says, do I look like I need help? She doesn't. She doesn't look like she needs help. She does not. I, Lisa, I felt like, Torn about that. Yeah, we wanted to talk about this moment. Yep. Okay. I wanted to talk about it because I was like, I see what they're trying to do, but I don't didn't love it. What what are I could have lived without it? Um it's one of the few moments that I have I have little asterisks next to Mm -hmm. in my notes of things I want to talk to you guys about too. And and yeah, (laughs) um, I could have lived without it. I I liked the point. Um but there was a little bit of I'm not one of those old people. Yes. Yes. And exactly. And I think the point should be no one is one of those old people. We're all our own version of however we we age. And it's not always the way, you know, we have portrayed it in popular culture. So yeah, I I could have lived without it. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. And it just felt a little like sort of um, doing the opposite in a way of what it was, I think, trying, trying to, to do, do by, yes. by in a sense, yeah, as you said, saying like, I'm not one of those old people. And also, I think inadvertently um, 
kind of saying that if you are someone who needs some sort of physical assistance, that you are not desirable or sexy or not vibrant Mm -hmm. um, at a certain age. And I think that that gets into some problematic ableist uh, rhetoric, and I wish that they had avoided it. But I will say on the whole, like, this was one of the few, this was one of only a few moments that I felt a little, like, eh, about. Yeah, a little cringy, yeah. Yeah, but Leslie seems great. I also personally... I'm just very excited about Leslie because she's Jewish. (laughs) And I always love to see a little bit of Jewish representation. She's also a Jewish woman of a certain age from Minneapolis. My dad's whole family is from Minneapolis. So I obviously immediately texted my dad to like text his siblings to be like, do we know Leslie? Do we have any family connection? (laughs) Do we know Leslie? Are we all related? Yeah. 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 And um, my aunt Susan was like, well, I don't know Leslie, but I have met her husband and her son, like her ex-husband and her son. And I guess her ex-husband is a very prominent like chef and restaurateur in Minneapolis, David Fema. And she was like, I saw him do an event at the temple recently. And I was like, yes, this is perfect. (laughs) Got the inside scoop. (laughs) This feels correct. So yeah, uh, Leslie's first ex-husband is David Fema. She has children, including, I guess, Eli Fema with, with him. Yeah, and, she mentioned uh, my family, that my family has has met her ex husband and son. Yeah, she mentioned <laughs> she's been married twice before. Both marriages lasted seven years, but she's you know ready for her lifelong partner. She also dated Prince and claims yes, that he yes, wrote that was, "Sexy Dancer" yeah, about that, her. That as fun blew facts my go, mind. that one is that's impressive. That's that really rules. Impressive. I literally was texting my dad like, "Dad, Leslie dated Prince." <laughs> He was like, wow, that's cool, Emma. I don't... <laughs> that's bucket list stuff right also, there. Also, I mean, and it is also like the most Minneapolis thing. Yes, fact. yes, <laughs> um, I loved that. Leslie gets Gary to dance his nerves away, and she is in this black strapless fringed mini dress, looking great. She is the, yeah, the, kind of the catalyst for the dancing that happens in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I like her. She's... She's giving, like, she's going to be around for a while. That's mm-hmm. the vibe I'm getting from from Leslie, given the amount of screen time she got during this episode. After Leslie, we get some women entering in quick succession. We get the lovely Marina, who is 60, Christina, 73, Joan, 60, who, in the bios, it said she was from Rockland, Maryland. And I was like, Rockland, Maryland? Don't hear a lot about that place. Uh, This time it said Rockville, Maryland, which is very close to where I grew up. So that was, was that explains it though, because you did mention that. You were like, where is Rockland? Where is Rockland? (laughs) Yeah. There's a Rockland County, New York. Right. I mean, there is, in fact, I think a Rockland, Maryland, but Rockville makes more sense to me. I was like, wow, now I need to dig into if I have any connection to Joan. (laughs) Uh, Natasha, 60, our our New York City gal. So we have to root for her. She seems really fun. We meet Peggy, 69, who very sweetly says she couldn't breathe for two full hours after she saw Gary on GMA. Pamela, 75, gives Gary a kiss on the cheek. And Kathy, 70, who's the one in the blue sparkly dress, loves the smile in his eyes. We also get an amazing moment in which Nancy 60 enters 
and she shows off her ear hearing aid to Gary and says, just a little ear candy. <laughs> I plan to use that if it ever comes up in my life. Ear candy. I, I loved it. it. It was it was adorable. And it was again just one of those like moments that came and went without commentary, but yes. it was so cute. And it was like a sweet thing to connect over. Yeah, Gary's just like, and she oh, did it in sweet. a very cheeky way. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> It's like having a cool bike when you're a kid. He's like, sweet, you have one too? This is awesome. Uh, (laughs) Gary says he can see the desire to meet him from all of these women, and it's warming his heart. Uh, And then we get the women kind of greeting each other with love and joy every time they walk into the mansion. It's just like a breath of fresh air. There's no cat fights, quote-unquote cat fights. There's no jealousy. They're just happy to see each other, happy to be there and experiencing this together. And that's something we really love to see because, especially because again, this show, this show has a a long history, which we have criticized on this show for many years of framing women's relationships as inherently combative, as inherently, you know, cat fighty, quote unquote, using lots of like, like that kind of language that we hate. Uh, And there was just none of that here. Well, that's partly, I think, because they all come with far more textured identities than they do traditionally, particularly later on in The Bachelor when they started, you know, with the ridiculous chirons, um, with jobs that don't exist. And (laughs) everyone was there to be an influencer, right? Everyone was applying not really for the, the job of marrying The Bachelor, if you will, but for the job of influencer and the job of the next Bachelorette. I mean, the reasons they were there were have changed over the years. And these women had real job descriptions in their chirons, and they weren't here to get internet famous for the most part. Probably I mean, we'll see Lisa. some of them. Some, Probably I, I, some I, I, of I bet them. We'll, we see some, some spawn con. But <laughs> coming out of this, <laughs> I think they're going to get internet famous. Yes. Um, but I think that was not the driving goal here. I agree. And I agree. And they're, they had probably more to talk about in introducing themselves in terms of what they do and who they are. So I also just think there was a lot of joy at like a collective understanding of we're doing something new mm-hmm. and cool that hasn't been done before. And we're here. We also are shouldering kind of the weight of representing this entire massive demographic of people. And we are excited that like we are in this together. together. And I think that like sense of purpose helps that too. Kathy wasn't all that happy. <laughs> oh, I love Kathy. Blue, we will get blue to her. sparkly dress wasn't yeah, all that happy. Will, yes, she she she's might, essential. She I'm might obsessed be with my, her. My um, personification. Um, I'm it, obsessed it, yeah. with her, Lisa. Yeah, I, yeah. We we will get there. Um, but first, we have this this nice energy. I believe we have a clip of one of the things Leslie says. The women are amazing. Everybody looks really, really good. Hi. Good evening. We're all breaking the stereotypical view of what a senior looks like or acts like. That's what they're there for. Representation. That's what they're there for. And they seem to, they they know that and they went there for that reason. And next out of the limo is Teresa, who is turning 70 tonight. It's her birthday. (laughs) Uh, So why not? 
come in her birthday suit. She's in like this lingerie, black robe. She undoes the tie, teasing Gary a little bit. She opens the slip. Gary is, you know, shocked. But it turns out she's just in a, she's just in a skin-colored slip. She's just teasing him a little bit. She goes, I could never do that. I got six grandkids. <laughs> Grandsons. I, they really milked milked the fuck out of this moment. <laughs> they were like, pause, commercial, we play this again. And the, I'm like, everyone knows she's not naked. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Ugh. the the teasingness, the, you know, the hints at sexuality in a 70-year-old woman who was very comfortable flirting and and pretending and, you know, strutting, it was, it was nice. It was nice it, to right. see. I loved it. It was nice I to will, see. I will say that this is a hint, which I, it seems to continue, and from the promo, I, it seems that we're going to continue it throughout the whole season, is that this show is not shying away from the fact that these people are sexual beings with sexual desires who deserve to be desired sexually. Um, and we, yeah, we have this cultural tendency to neuter people kind of over a certain age, and so I loved that they were like, no, this is this is about love and romance, and part of that is sexuality. Is yes, yes. Yeah. intimacy. Yes, yeah. And I love Teresa for this reason. I love that she brought this energy. She seems so comfortable and confident in her skin. I, I, I just love Teresa. She's kind giving of a dark front horse. Runner. Yes, I didn't really from the bios. I wasn't sure what to expect. She definitely stuck out to me in the fact that her, you know, and Gary can relate over losing their spouses. Um, her husband passed away nine years ago. Um, so I knew that they would have that connection. But really, she really stands out. I think she's going to be around for a while. I agree. Next up, April, who I think we have been anticipating bringing <laughs> the uh, housewife's energy, energy since, <laughs> since we first saw her photo. 65, she is a fucking character. She comes out holding a basket of eggs and she's like, Gary, I grew up on a chicken farm, but my eggs are still very fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. She already. just seems I I'm into it. She's hilarious. <laughs> she says uh she will always be eccentric because being normal is boring. But then she also says in the same breath, yes, aging sucks. <laughs> aging sucks. It does. Um, so, so yeah, why not say it out loud? I out mean, loud. It's not like everyone is, no, no one is happy to feel worse than they did a few years ago. But right. what this is saying is, but that we're not dead yet. You know, mm -hmm. the, the Monty Python line. Yeah. We're, we're still very full of life, um, even while dealing with the stuff that happens to everybody as you get older. If you're lucky, right? If, yes. if you're, yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> and April has been lucky, she says, lucky in love. She's had three men who have really loved her. Um, and then she is happy to have her chickens and her ducks as well. She makes some incredible animal sounds in her little intro package. And then she clucks for Gary, does a little chicken <laughs> dance, slaps her own tush. Gary loves it. <laughs> they give a little sweet peck on the lips. And April brings her basket into the mansion. And the women are very curious and this is kind of when we get Kathy sort of flabbergasted by the lengths these women uh -oh. are going because to her, she just doesn't understand. She doesn't understand. Why can't you just walk in and be yourself? 
We have a clip of what Kathy says because she is our resident narrator. Tonight is getting crazy. This little tiny blonde thing rolls in with the Easter bunny basket filled with eggs, you know, clucking or something. (laughs) I mean, this is your one shot. So everyone's coming to get his attention. These people come with their A-game with creativity. I came in creatively. Walking. (laughs) Walking. Never has walking borne so so much um, responsibility in a sentence. Walking. Walking. Yes. This is the point in which I was like, Kathy needs to be protected at all, all costs. costs because we we need her narrating as long as possible. <laughs> yeah. She's amazing. I'm not sure Kathy is aware of the Bachelor franchise. It seems maybe not, but I lo- I hope she is the resident narrator this season because she just nailed this poem. Incredible. <laughs> she fucking nailed it. She's like, she's perfect because she is caustic. And a lit and critical, but not in a way that feels cruel. Mm-hmm. And that is that is the comedic energy that we that we need for any season of The Bachelor. Wait, she seems a bit befuddled, you know, confused. Like, <laughs> like what 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 are these women doing? And you do wonder if she, you know, how much time she spent watching. But it's and and that was sort of what I was thinking of when I earlier said that most of them, you know, come out with some, so came out of the limo with self-respect and dignity. Um, Kathy didn't think they did. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't into the Kathy, Kathy has yeah. notes. Kathy was like, not Kathy observing. Yeah. She was not observing yeah. dignity. That was, that was not yeah. what she I was love feeling. She was like, I this. hope he just remembers my beautiful blue dress and that's all that I'm going to give him. That's all he gets because that's what I'm here it for. Made me, it really made me laugh. I was uh, watching with, my partner, Adam, and he was, like, obsessed with Kathy. He's like, yeah. Kathy's it. I love her. Well, I fear Next. I would have been yeah. Kathy. I mean, I, I, I think, I that, think that if I were no in that fear. room, I would have been Kathy. Um, Lisa, you so should, we should I all hope, hope to, be to be We Kathy. should embrace. We should embrace our yeah. inner Kathy. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm into it. I, I stan. Next Renee comes in 67. She is, uh, for anyone who's forgotten, Pilot Pete, his mom, Barb's best friend. Mm-hmm. They were on the cheer squad <laughs> she does, together. But yeah, she was, a, she was a cheerleading captain for the Chicago Bears, I believe, in the 70s. Um, she does a little cheer for Gary. In her Golden track Gary, suit. Gary, you're my man. <laughs> in, in a tracksuit, looking golden with that tan. Hope to bring you lots of luck because I'm the girl you want to marry. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy would have been, no, she's not into Appalled. this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on that note, we are going to take a quick break. And when we get back, the rest of this premiere. Can you keep up? I like I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. 
The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like, I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, but I also have gotten really into, like, their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible, like, neoprene weekender bag And it is such high quality. The color is beautiful. And I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. If you're a wine lover, here's a little secret. There is a personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to discover new wines you're guaranteed to enjoy. To start, you just answer a few questions on their website about what flavors you like, how often you drink wine, and if you prefer red, white, or rosé. As always, I love a quiz. (laughs) And based on the answers that you give, First Leaf curates a really amazing selection of wines just for you. Later, when you rate those wines, your wine selection gets even more tailored. Choose when the wine is delivered and how often to get new assortments of wine. If you want wine pairing advice or to talk about the wines in your box, you can always speak with one of their First Leaf experts. As someone who loves wine but really doesn't know much about why I like certain bottles and what it goes with, this is such an incredible way to get to know your own taste in wine better. I know. I totally agree. I got to try the Chenin Blanc from South Africa that is part of First Leaf's premium wines collection, and it was so good, and it was not something that I would have necessarily picked out myself a quiz, and good wine. I mean, everyone's winning here. (laughs) Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI to get your first box. That's tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI. Tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI. And we are back. Then we get kind of another super cut. Maria 60 in her amazing aviator glasses. Gary oh my God, this dance. outfit. She looked great. She had like a nice collared necklace too. Another one of the top outfits. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous. I would have worn this. Anna 61 says they're both adventurous. So let's just get the hell out of here. <laughs> Susan 66, also known as Chris Jenner, because she yes, looks just like Chris yes, Jenner. Yes, I could they- not, I, I, I couldn't see past that. Oh yeah, she's just, it's Chris Jenner vibes. Uh, and she yes. tells Gary look uh, to look at her high heels and then assures him, I'm very comfortable with six inches. <laughs> <laughs> Gary found this hilarious. He was into it. Yeah, he's clapping. He's like, <laughs> as she's walking away. <laughs> uh, next, we see Patty, 70, who is like, Gary, I know this can work because my son, Matt James, was The Bachelor and he found love with Rachel. Yes, they are still together. This is about all we see of Patty. Patty, poor sweet Patty. Give her a little bit more time. I feel like they cast Patty just to be able to promote her 
and like, the franchise to be like, like the, look. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's like PR. They're like, people will be excited if Patty is in the cast. Yeah. But she did seem also like a little nervous. Yeah, she, wasn't, she seemed um, shy, like a little more. As outgoing. Yeah, mm-hmm. she seemed shy. She was reserved. She looked great, though. I really liked her dress. Um, she did. Her, her dress was really pretty. We have Sylvia, 64, who says she heard that Gary's celebrity crush is Penelope Cruz. And well, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> All these cute little moments. And then Jeannie, who I loved from the bios, she's in a hot pink uh, dress. She's 65, Ooh. says her mom found great love. Great outfit. So great. Her mom found love and got married at age 70. So she thinks it can happen for them. Loved that. I loved that. Then, then we get another little bit that I had, uh, I will say, mixed feelings yeah. about where... Jimmy Kimmel's aunt, Aunt Chippy, 84, walks out of the limo and is like, I I told my nephew I wanted to meet The Bachelor and, like, got the hookup. And she's making a lot of uh, self-effacing mm. jokes. Like, oh, aren't you unlucky? Oh, I think I'm in the wrong place. And I... It was just unnecessary. I, and then it was also, totally unnecessary. In the same way that we were saying w- the 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 last Walker gig, the Walker gig was, you know, on on the borderline. This was again, it was 70 with perfect gray hair is okay, but Aunt Chippy at 84, who is, you know, heavier than all the other women and you know, clearly one of these things is not like the other. Um, and she's not. Okay, she's a joke. The, yeah, the whole right. thing was a joke. Aunt Chippy is a joke. She's done that bit other places. She does that bit on his show. So it was kind of taking yes. it from one show and putting it, but it 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 was not a good fit. And it undermined what they the were otherwise doing really successfully. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's exactly it, is that, like, yes, she was in on the joke. Yes, is this is sort of the the bit that she does. But in this context, it sent a message that felt really counter to the rest of the premiere and what this show is trying to do. And I, I didn't like it. And it also just um, threw into stark relief, again, that, like, although there is more body diversity in this cast than there normally is, um, it still drove home that like this show sees certain bodies as Undes- comedy yeah. rather than desirable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made her the clown. They made her the clown yeah. because she wasn't like the other women. And haha, we all know that I'm not really here for you to date. Yeah, because you know some of the women seem when she first walked in, they probably didn't know who Chippy was, so they thought she was a member of the cast. And of course, they edited out that moment when they find out that she's Jimmy Kimmel's aunt because it was probably, you know, not very great. Their, their reactions were probably not very great because mine wasn't watching her on the show. So, yeah, I just I I didn't love it and it didn't add anything. And we didn't even we didn't need the comedy break there. No. Like that's just ABC plenty, being plenty like, of let's cross pro- promote our. Yes. Yeah. Our shows. It, it was cross promo. Yeah. That is 100 percent what this was. This was ABC cross promotion. Next up, right as Susan is telling the other women that she thinks they're all in for a hell of a ride tonight, we hear a motorcycle and a woman rides 
in on this motorcycle. She takes her helmet off. It goes to slow-mo. Her (laughs) hair is whipping back and forth. I think it's Pamela says, there's no way she's over 60. (laughs) As all the women are like peering through the fence. But this is Faith, 61, who absolutely already has front runner energy. They gave Faith an entrance and Mm -hmm. and she made good use of it. She 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 does just have like good vibes, this woman. I want to be her friend, like for real. I want to hang out with Faith. She seems awesome. She does. Also, her intro package, whatever her living situation is in Washington State, like she appears to have like a whole ranch or something. I yeah, was like, with this a looks pool good. and uh, look <laughs> yeah. gorgeous. I would like to vacation uh, where you live <laughs> at your it house. Seems babe. nice. <laughs> yeah, at your house. Can I Airbnb it? She says to Gary, I'm proof that you can live fast and not die young. And if you leave here with me, it'll be the ride of your life. Then we get her intro package. She says she was married for 21 years. She got divorced in 2005. And she's a fun monger. She just likes to chase fun, basically. And she says, you know, it takes women years to know what they want. But now now she knows if her heart is truly attracted to somebody, all the other things fall into place. And Mm -hmm. she says... We may not be as tight-skinned or as in shape, but I'm not dead yet. Mm-hmm. She has good energy, this Faith. And Gary is into her from so, moment from on. Moment no, that, on, was, yes. that was instantaneous. It was very interesting watching them connect. Yeah. They, they just jumped off the screen. And she's the, she's the last arrival, right? Yep. Gary has now met all of the women, as Jesse informs him. Welcome back, Jesse. Gary says uh, his life has gotten a whole lot brighter thanks to these amazing ladies. Uh, the women are all beaming in the mansion. Ellen says that it's so inspiring to be around women that have been through life and want to experience more. And they all know they're, like, raising the bar. Um, it's so sweet. They all are just, again, like a pack Excited to be They're there. pumping each other up. Yeah, no, this is going, you know, to change the conversation around dating shows. It's just exciting. Like, I just love them all. Me too. I, I know. It was like for the, the first time I had experienced like actual dread for a rose ceremony because I was like, no, I know. They, just let them all stay. They just got here. One more time. One yeah. week. Just let them <laughs> yeah. all stay for the first week. Come on. Like, I don't know. Just yeah, they just they just let them live a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah, they just keep complimenting each other. Jeannie's like, all of these women are drop dead gorgeous. They have wonderful personalities. They're so smart. They're so witty. She's like, but I'm ready to go. Yeah, (laughs) let the games begin. Yeah, she knows what's happening here. Uh, Gary said, you know, he says there's a few women who have caught his attention. He loves when their smiles reach their eyes, which I found so sweet. I might tear up again. That was really sweet. He knows that, you know, that's the one when she can smile so big. And then watching the woman arrive was the most fantastic experience that he will ever have. Each door opening was like the best Christmas ever. (laughs) Man has a way with words. He really does. He he does. Look, look, we've had a lot of fucking duds in the lead role for men specifically on this show. And I was like, they did well with this casting. They cast someone who has presence, who has a sweetness about him, who is able to roll with things as they evolve, who's able to give a toast, which that seems like a low bar, but so often 
The Bachelor is not able to surpass it. Who speaks and in full sentences. Exactly. Yes, it was, it was incredible. Great. <laughs> it was really great. He walks in and Teresa hands him his drink. So I want to talk about this because they always like know what the drink of choice is of the lead and have that pre-made. Adam and I were trying to figure out what Gary is drinking. It yeah. looked like it was a screwdriver. I think it, it was, was either it was a screwdriver. Uh, orange juice, right? So it was either a screwdriver <laughs> yeah. or straight orange juice. I was wondering if he was just <laughs> drinking orange juice. <laughs> okay, but like what? <laughs> I just was laughing because I was like, all the women are drinking like white or red wine for the most part. And I I was like, it is like probably 11 p.m. And Gary is either (laughs) drinking orange juice or a screwdriver. And that just made me laugh. Right, they're at a cocktail party and he was at brunch. He was at brunch, yeah. (laughs) It's almost morning at this point. So he's like, you know, just bring me the OJ. <laughs> I we we have to track that to see if he keeps drinking screwdrivers or orange juice. So yeah, I have questions. But he does give a really nice toast. He does. He's like, you know, he's inspired by their beauty, their poise and intellect, and he's excited for the journey. Everyone's mm-hmm. excited. And then this is when it gets uncomfortable because April, of course, our resident housewife grabs him first. And I think we have a, a clip of what happened when the other women saw that. Gary, can I talk to you for a minute? Absolutely. Let's go My pleasure. So it begins. <laughs> go, go, go. I thought she said she never saw the show. <laughs> <laughs> what happens now? That made me laugh so hard. I couldn't tell who it was that said that, but I was like, that's perfect. And it's one of a couple of times where they have to start explaining the show to, to, each, to other. each other, which I, I found loved it. absolutely charming. That, oh, I we're, agree. we're back in a day when the contestants don't know no, what's exactly happening. what's going to happen. I think it's it's similar to why it was so charming to see Dotton on Charity's season keep being like, oh, I just figured out there's a proposal at the end of this. That's <laughs> yeah. interesting. Um, Lisa, I don't know if you watched Charity season, but no, Dotton's but I listened to you talk oh, about you, it. Right. You listen to the yeah, so you so you know all about it. You know our love very of Dotton, detailed yes. recap. <laughs> um but it, yeah, there is just something very charming about it. And it's also charming to see which women were like fans of the show or did their research because I think that would have been me. I would have like obsessively studied up and mm-hmm. they were just, you could tell Teresa was like, okay, well now that's the first impression Rose. And yeah. this is what, this is what's going to happen now. It was just, it was very sweet. I love it. And Faith's just like, yeah, what happened? Like, so now we just sit around and watch all these people <laughs> yeah. date him and I just have to sit here for hours. <laughs> Yes, yes, you April do. has come prepared, though. <laughs> April has come prepared. She gives Gary a personalized <laughs> calendar that she made in which every month is April. And she has, like, dressed up in a different theme or costume and, like, photoshopped herself into various <laughs> scenes. Like, one, she's, like, witchy. In one, she's, like, dressed as an Easter bunny. It's like, April is such a character. <laughs> she's she's a vibe, as a lot of these Bachelor contestants would say. Uh, yeah, she's she's fu- a vibe. She's really funny. She also says that it's been 20 years since she's really been in love. And she so she's like, okay, I'm ready to like, I need to get back in the game. And she also says, which I loved, that she wants to rediscover 
who she is and what that side of herself really looks like after years of being a caretaker and a matriarch. And that felt so apt to me about, you know, the way that adult women for such for decades can sort of be pulled into these caretaking roles. And it makes sense that you might just sort of lose touch with that other side of yourself a little bit. Yeah, I thought here, I'm like, here I am with my my five-year-old and my two-year-old. And I'm like, I have so many years till I rediscover myself. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn. But one day I'll know who I am. Yeah, one day yeah. I'll, I'll be at peace again <laughs> with myself. Um, no, but the idea of a full next chapter appealed to me, that it's not just mm. this is the consolation yeah. prize or this is where right. you sort of sit down and wait to die. It's <laughs> it's this is a a full new version of you at this new point in life. And that's what all of them were saying in one way or another in their various intros is that I am now this different person ready to do this different thing. Right. I'm on the precipice and that's actually exciting mm-hmm. because they're there are still unknowns and there are still new things to be discovered. And that's really fucking cool. We get a very sweet conversation next about Ellen and Gary talking about finding love again at their age um, and how Roberta always told Ellen, like, never say never. You have to go do this experience. And she, she starts, like, getting really passionate. She's like, everyone's entitled to love. Everyone's entitled to be loved. And Gary is just like, yes, preach. Give me this sermon. I love it. He's like, Ellen, you have my attention. And Ellen is so tickled by this. This is, Ellen is giving also the energy of like, she's going to be around mm-hmm. for a while mm-hmm. because Gary seems seems very into her. We have a clip of what she says in her In the Moment interview after this. He said to me, Ellen, you have my attention. I am listening. And I felt like I hit the moon. I haven't felt this giddy and excited in years. It is the best day of my life in so long. It's amazing that Roberta is watching this now and then living this with me. Roberta, he's a hunk. <laughs> I'm crying again. This is really- <laughs> I know. I I will say like rewatching this after seeing the end of the episode mm-hmm. um is really feels like heartbreaking cuz the the episode ends with a dedication of the season to Roberta who passed away um before which is why I keep crying I when I talk about her to be clear that's why um but it's really lovely. It's really cute. <laughs> It's so sweet. I, I really love Ellen. I'm rooting for her. I hope she finds I love me Ellen. Scary. And I love that Roberta's becoming a character on the yes. show. I mean, I know, know. it's it's kind of cool. Like we I feel like we all know we all know Roberta now too. And it was. It was it was jarring at the end to see that slide come up. The the um yeah. in memoriam. The whole mm-hmm. season is dedicated to Roberta because I had felt like I got to know Roberta in a way, in some ways better than Ellen, who was actually on the show. Right. Cause she's, she's so in, excited to talk about her friends. Yes. And, and um, Roberta and was like instrumental getting her here, getting her there. you know? So it seems like this, this maybe fate moment if she ends up with Gary, who knows? But anyway, uh, I guess we'll see. I'm excited to see their journey. 
We have Natasha next who plays a laughing game with Gary, which I found this hilarious. I didn't know what was happening. I don't think we're supposed to know what was happening, but they were hysterical <laughs> laughing. They were having a good time. Natasha <laughs> is is like the aging coach. So I felt like she was doing a little like promo for her yeah. professional world there. But Gary has a <laughs> fantastic like, laugh. Do, do we agree? Like, I love his laugh. Every time he giggles great or laugh. chuckles, great laugh. And he also seems to be enjoying a lot of things a lot of mm-hmm. the time. There's there's a lot of laughing. He's not looking at all these people as, you know, oh, that one's acting odd. Or he just joins in with whatever yes. wavelength the person in front of him is on. It's a talent. It is. It's a, ni- it's a really nice quality. <laughs> Natasha also <laughs> says to the camera after, like, Gary's in great shape. I'm not going to need to resuscitate him if we have an intimate moment. <laughs> <laughs> Another check know. mark for Gary. Yeah. Uh, next is Sandra. Uh, she asked Gary if she if he liked her chant earlier, and he says, "You know, it caught me off guard a little bit." Uh, and then a bug scares her, and she tells him, "You know what? I just freaked out, but I didn't say fuck." So, win win. <laughs> see, I'm not all curses. Sandra is another one. Can't wait to see her journey. Because she comes off uh, as like this meek and mild kind of woman. And she's not at all. She's not what I was picturing. And I'm so excited. I hope she sticks around for a little bit. Because I definitely want to yeah, get to I know more about her. Yeah, I want to hear more her. about her. We then get what is perhaps my favorite exchange of the entire episode. When Marina and Gary sit down for a chat. We have a clip. My daughter sent me a message. She said to tell you that you're dope. I'm dope. <laughs> My granddaughter told me I had Riz. <laughs> I died at this. I was like, this is a meme. This is an incredible meme. And I love, like, Riz is even, I'd say, slang that's like, it's full Gen Z. It's like a little younger than, than our the demo. Model, yeah, yeah it, it is short for charisma, for those who don't know. I found it out a- what Riz meant about a week and a half ago. I was very proud of myself watching this exchange. But you're, like, that, I you're like, I already knew. <laughs> and now no, it's like, going to is- be completely gone from from all <laughs> language because, you know, old folks on The Bachelor were using it. So that's the end of Riz, yeah, like, but Riz I had it for gone. a week and a half. Week I, I and know. A half. I, I, was, I was like, wow. This is the moment that so many people find out about Riz. <laughs> and you know what? Gary does have Riz. He I, really does. I see it. It was just very cute, like, to see Marina and Gary both crack up at, the, like, like, it was slang, just, it, yeah. I love it. It was slang really that sweet. their grandchildren really are teaching them. <laughs> I also love that Marina came in wearing a sari. She looked so gorgeous. She did. And, and she has, like, this great, beautiful gray streak. Gray streak. Yes. Oh. I, I was excited that she it made it another week because I want more from her. She says that she could swim in his eyes. There's a lot of love for Gary's eyes uh, this entire episode. Everyone's like, there's something behind your eyes. You have a sparkle in your eyes. You can stare They're deeply all focusing into on the my eyes. eyes. <laughs> I could swim in your eyes. It's He does, though. He has, he has They are striking eyes. eyes. They mm-hmm. are very, they are his, well, not his most striking feature. I think he's a very striking man, but he his very eyes handsome. are- are very um, magnetic. Yes. Gary also asks Susan if she could play any song right now, what would it be? And her answer is at last. And he's like, that's my favorite slow song. (laughs) Speaking of songs, Faith has a guitar. 
and is ready to sing to him. And usually on a show like this, I'm like, oh no. Yes, because oh no, someone we, has a guitar. We don't get the do singer it. songwriter on the Bachelor <laughs> franchise. There's always someone who's like, by the way, I'm I'm here I, to show you my skills and maybe get a few followers. So I'm gonna sing you a little ditty I wrote. Oh no, Fate like, my single like, is is dropping on SoundCloud tonight. And Fate, like, yeah, yeah, we do not get that vibe from no, Fate. Fate has a guitar and knows how to use it. I mean, it was yep. it was really nice. I said was, I'm going to nice. her her late her new gig. If she has a gig, she has a calendar. I'm I'm there. Like I I want to see this lady perform. She's so fun. Um, she says she felt calm just looking at him, and and uh, he says, "Yeah, I find you really very attractive." <laughs> these two are <laughs> these two are vibing. You can set you can feel the chemistry through the TV screen for sure. Oh yeah, the, these two. It's it's freaking on mm-hmm. with these two. She sings. Now, like, we're both like timid here because are we going <laughs> to sing this or just recite it? But we are not going to sing, gonna sing it. Uh, she says, I, I see you sitting here in the night. Be the man of my dreams if I'm right. But she sings it beautifully, strumming the guitar. He's so into it. She's like, what do you want to see in like your next 30 years? And he's like, you know, I think it would be great if they looked uh, a little like this. <laughs> and at this point I was like, Faith is getting the first impression. Yeah, no, this was the most energy you saw between any two people. It was... Yeah. 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 Like, again, it's on. Now comes Emma's favorite part of the entire episode. Well, maybe all of our favorite parts. Gary lets Leslie know that he loved her dress. They dance a little more. She gets it going. Boo thing plays. And then a dance party breaks out. And all of the women dance with each other, with Gary... It is so much fun. I have never seen anything like it. I cried multiple times watching it. Me too. Uh, I cried watching this dance party. It was just so joyful. They're all having so much fun. They've clearly like had a few glasses of wine. They're getting into it. They're like getting on the furniture. And it's it's just really sweet. And something we talked about a lot about this franchise is that it part of its vibe is that it is deeply earnest. It takes itself very seriously. And we often see these like moments of joy that occur during filming and laughter only when they play the bloopers during Mm -hmm. the men tell all or women tell all. It was awesome to just see that like on this long night, they were having Having fun. fun. It's not all misery. (laughs) And they were pretty good at dancing. I mean, it was was a room full of people who looked good on a dance floor. They did. And I love that Gary is like living, being like the only dude in this group (laughs) of beautiful women. And he says like, nobody has fun like we have fun, right? And then he winks across the room directly into the (laughs) camera. It was an amazing moment. I, I, I loved it so much. Yeah, because you know the crew on this show is you know, millennials uh, just, and he's just letting them know we're going to bring the fun this season. And I loved it so much. We need more of these moments from this franchise. You are so right. No more blooper reels. Like give us the good stuff in the actual episodes. Cause this is what made me happy. This is like, it gets you excited too. These, everyone's having a good time. They're here for something good for love. Like let's have fun. Exactly. 
We then get another sweet moment of that classic here to make friends energy, which obviously we love on this show. We have a clip. You look beautiful. I love your dress. Everyone's so pretty. Your hair looks so great. Your earrings are really gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Also, this is just classic the way women bond with each other. Mm -hmm. Like, love your skirt, yep. love your dress, love your earrings, love your hair. You're beautiful. Um, so I liked that uh, women waiting in line for the bathroom at a club energy was really giving. At this point, Jesse comes out, places the first impression rose on the table. Some of the women know what that means. Others have no idea. Just like, think April he's delivering like, flowers. You know, yeah. but, but. <laughs> no, April was like, wait, does this mean only one person gets a rose tonight? And they're like, no, 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 that's just right now. Like Teresa's giving the whole rundown. Yeah, she's but like, at this, this point, is the, the, the first mood impression does, does rose. Change. You have to make a good impression to get this rose. <laughs> Isn't that uh, supposed to be the host job, though? I mean, he. No, he I did think though there's like something to explain charming. anything. No, it was wonderful, but he was sort of made him more superfluous. They yeah. all were telling yes. each other how the show worked. Yeah, they you're like Jesse. You're here for a reason. <laughs> Tell these people what this franchise is about. Jesse's like, no, you're very confused. My job is to say there's one rose. There's one more rose. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's yeah. The entire this is job. the final rose. Yeah. Hey, this is well. the final rose. That's his job. You know what? I I'm here for Jesse. <laughs> But the, the tone does change a little bit. The women start getting a little more stressed. They're they're starting to realize, like, not all of us have gotten time. Uh, should we be nervous? We get a little supercut. Nancy is shooting some hoops with Gary. Jeannie gives him a genie lamp so he can make a wish. He and Patty chat for a bit. And then we come to Teresa, who is getting stressed out. She's like, she's she knows how this show works. Yeah. She's like, I want to be in love with him. I I want a shot. This is my time. They have also blessedly allowed her to change out of that <laughs> nude slip. And she has a proper gown on, like a shimmering silver gown. She looks beautiful. She does. Uh, she's like, I can't believe you thought I'd actually be naked. And he's like, hey, I'm new to this. You really never know. And amen, Gary, because <laughs> you really don't know what these producers are going to do to you. <laughs> so at least he's honest. Uh, she reads something her daughter, Jenny, wrote her about coming on the show. It says, Dear Mom, this is going to be such an amazing experience. I can't believe I won't be able to talk to you every day. And I won't be able to tell you when you have food in your teeth. <laughs> and they bond over this. Uh, he says he has a similar relationship uh, with his daughters. The roles of the families are in are interesting that they're, mm -hmm. you know, that they're bringing up because they're adults. I mean, the, the role of family in a lot of other shows is the contestant who has a kid and is worried about the relationship that the with the kid as opposed right. to my life is not just me my life is me and this whole history that i bring with me and all these grown children of mine and and you're kind of going to be dating all of them so i think we're going to hear more about families in this one than we have ever before. Yeah, and in a, in what I think is a more interesting way than just the line of like, I want the marriage that my parents and grandparents had, right? Yeah. Which is often how families come mm -hmm. up on, on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. This is, yeah, more holistic. And I also think just more interesting. It's like some of these people have children. Some of these people have grandchildren. Some of them don't. Like it's a, it's, it's a cool 
mix in that way. And obviously that's something that's pretty fundamental to Gary. So I think we're definitely going to see a lot of conversations about that. It also makes it extremely complicated because, you know, it's not like Love is Blind where they pick people who are in the same region and it's a little easier to date after. You know, these people have settled lives. They have families. They have grandchildren. They have homes. So they really do have to, like, uproot their life or one of them has to decide where are we going to live? Like, uh, that's going to be interesting to see them have those conversations. Absolutely. Gary at this point gets up and is like, I have something for you, Teresa. And I was like, is she getting the first impression, Rose? But no, it is a birthday cupcake. (laughs) Also very sweet, but slightly less impactful. And he asks her to think of a wish. And she's like, you know, I don't have to think too hard for a wish, Gary. (laughs) It's him. It's love. It's love. (laughs) It's love. She blows out the candles. And then Gary just like, goes for it. He turns it on here, yeah. (laughs) This was something else that could have been cringy. And I have to say, I was a little worried about the first real kiss moment because real people don't kiss like movie actors. It's not always attractive. (laughs) And these are older people. We're not used to seeing two people in their 60s and 70s making out. It's just not something you see in media. And so these two regular people with no, you know, media training on how to kiss in front of a camera um, were going to break stereotypes, really, or break norms. Um, And it was the first one of the show. And I was a little nervous for them, but I think they did good. I think they they did did good. It was really sweet. And Again, they didn't shy away from showing them making out. They did not uh, do away with their sexuality. But yeah, it also didn't feel like these people are the butt of anyone's joke. It felt in the same way that we see kissing happening on any of the other shows. Yeah, same camera angle, same, Mm -hmm. yeah, same situation. And I loved it. And Gary, of course, says, you know, if I took a bite of this cupcake and I got a little bit of the frosting uh, on my lips. Would you help me clean it up? And she's like, um, yes, yes, I would. That's it. He went for she's it. She's so happy after. She's like, it's been forever since I kissed a guy. It felt incredible. She says, it was so the best sweet. birthday gift ever. And she's also feeling pretty good. She's like, I'm going to, I got it. I sealed the first impression, Rose. Yes. Uh, However... Well, it goes to faith. It does. You know, this has been the latest, too, that Gary and the ladies have ever been up in their whole lives. <laughs> I love that line. I loved that line where he comes in and he says, ladies, it's the latest I've stayed up. And, you know, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I think it would be for me, too, because as we know, these these rose ceremonies don't end until about 7 a.m. Yeah. So the sun is rising. Like the sun is up, actually, (laughs) at this point. And Gary's like, I got to get this. I have to hand out this rose. I'm going to make these ladies chuckle. Then I'm going to take the rose and go to another room. Well, I was wondering about the schedule and the rules, because you do have a different cohort here. They don't stay up as late as a rule and they don't drink as much. And so the show depends on both those things. They depend on a lifestyle and an energy level. And is that going to change even subtly because these women just 
probably don't live the way they did when they were in their 20s. So I'm watching for that. Yeah, that's yeah, a good point. Me too. Yeah, no I'm, late I was, night dinners. I'm curious to see. And I want I I want to see if they're actually going to eat their food, like sit down mm-hmm. and enjoy. Are I they know going you, to you eat their food. Yeah. Yes. You have to hope also that production is taking precautions to make sure that everyone on set is healthy and okay. Yeah, well rested. Um, yeah. You can't, yeah. You can't so have the grind. Obvi- that you obviously, have. this it's clear that this night did go as long as a normal shoot because the sun is like fully out when they end. But I'll be interested to see how things go moving forward. I'm interested to see the accommodations in the house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we shall see. Yeah, that's so right. These ladies don't want to share bunk beds. Like, they need know, their I'm own nervous. suites. <laughs> yeah, they need their <laughs> own bathrooms. Yeah, I want to see that too. Uh, so Teresa, of course, is you know, surprised that she doesn't get the first impression rose, but Faith gets it, as we uh, figured. And she tells Gary that she's learned about the first impression rose just recently, (laughs) a.k.a. today, (laughs) tonight. 15 minutes ago. (laughs) And he's very sweet. He's like, you're getting this rose not because you came up on a motorcycle or you sang beautifully, but because the way you talk to me, you make me feel very special. She seems to feel the same way. She's like, this rose represents hope. I hope we can make something beautiful together. And she just tears up. She feels so special. They make out and all of the ladies <laughs> See witness it. it. Like they're kissing. Uh, the jealousy kissing. begins. <laughs> uh, they are not happy. Nope. They're not happy. And neither are we and because we don't want any of them to go home tonight. They don't want to go home. We don't want them to go home. But this is the name of the game. Uh, April said there'll be some hell raisin in the hen house if she doesn't get a rose. <laughs> well, and also because the show is an hour as opposed to the marathons that they've started to do for some of these these episodes, right? So the show is just an hour. It really did feel like they'd barely been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was I like, was like, no, wait, wait, no, wait, it's not time not yet. They all haven't had a turn, you know. Yeah. But also, how nice is it to be wishing for more instead of looking at the clock the whole time being like, oh, no. 45 minutes? Yeah. Oh, what else are they going to do this episode? Yeah. No, yeah, this was like, wait, the filler, it's over? Like, That's how I felt. I know. I, I, was, I was so sad. <laughs> so it is finally time for the rose ceremony. And Gary starts to, like, cry before he right. even gives out the roses. He's like, this is the part I've been dreading. I, I'm, like, so sad knowing that not all of you will, will be here tomorrow morning. You know, I have made some really nice connections, but you've all been really wonderful. He starts handing out the roses. Faith, of course, already has a rose. And the roses go to Ellen, Teresa, Joan, Natasha, Leslie, Christina, Edith, Nancy, April, Sandra, Jeannie, Kathy, Marina, Peggy. And the final rose goes to... Susan, obviously, as if they were going to let Kris Jenner go home after (laughs) just one night. So I was sitting there watching this, and I was struck by the fact that they don't all look alike. So on the rose ceremonies, I often can't remember who is who. And, you know, it's the blonde one or the brunette one, but half of them are blonde and the other half are brunette, and they all basically look alike. These women were so varied in in their yeah. physical appearance, in the personality that came through, and the way they were dressed. It they didn't all look like copies of each other. It was it was striking to see. 
It was. And it is the kind of thing that I think they could have done that with, you know, only casting um, a group of women over 60 who like all, you know, are preserved in the same way, right? Like they could, they could have recreated that kind of carbon copy vibe with older women and they, they actively chose not to. And that was really cool. But it did break my heart to see six women going home. Pamela, Pat, Patty, Matt James's mom, um, Anna, Maria, and her fabulous aviators, Sylvia, and Renee. I, I just, I felt really sad. I was like, no, you all deserve to stay. Yeah. You all do. I was watching it with my husband, and he goes, but who's going to be the golden bachelorette? They still have a shot. <laughs> Which you never know. Maybe we'll get I, I actually think that. I kind of think we will. I, I kind of think that we will. And maybe they'll pull from, hopefully they'll pull from this this group of women. Gary is sad to say goodbye, but he's looking forward to getting to the next layer with the remaining 16 women. Leslie says the consensus among all of them is that Gary is amazing. And she starts to tear up as she says this. She's like, you really made us all feel so special. We're really happy you're here. It's very sweet. And at this point, Don't Stop Believin' starts playing, and we get an extended sneak peek of what's to come this season. We have helicopters. We have makeouts. We have ATVs. We have jacuzzis, carnivals, horseback rides, fireworks, love, boat rides, vacations, flash mobs. They're rappelling down the (laughs) mountains. Like, it's all the things we see on a classic season of The Bachelor. These lavish dates, these big emotions. Gary says in a voiceover, stop looking for the woman you can live with and start looking for the woman that you can't live without. Oh, Gary. Always saying that. Also, lots of tears. So many tears. Well, that's what I want to get to. We start off. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I am worried. I am. I am. I am very worried. As we've been sitting here talking. You cannot put these people through this. Yeah. No, we've been talking about dance parties and happy. And isn't it wonderful to see them all happy? And I'm thinking, yeah, but so many tears. I saw Ellen and Teresa really crying. I'm worried it's going to be hard, I think, to watch moments of rejection on this show. Mm. Like, uh, I think it feels easy to watch in a lot of ways to watch like a 24-year-old get rejected. You're like, that's sad, but like, you're so young and NBD. Yeah. And there, it feels like it holds more weight on this show. Um, and... It's gonna be it's gonna be rough to watch those moments of big emotion. I'm I'm not surprised we're gonna get them. Like this is a bachelor show. Yeah, it's that the is format. what they do. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they want. So it's not surprising. But I hope I hope they're all okay. I hate to see like Gary have like a panic attack. I don't. I just don't want that for them. He's in love with more than one person. I don't want to see any of these women heartbroken. I'm I'm I don't I, know. Yeah, the drama hits differently. Yeah, with it does. with this group, we we feel protective of them because it's different. Because they're putting themselves, they're exposing themposing in a way that is different than the average bachelor show, and they're not exactly. going to go off in that limo to their million, you know, Instagram followers. They, it is just a different equation for them. It's a different gamble. So. Yeah, I the the tears. I'm very worried about the tears. 
I know. And a lot we of them you know, haven't had love in so long that to see them finally find it and then be left heartbroken at the end will just rip my heart apart. Like, I'm not ready for this. No, this I'm, guys, I'm, I'm going to be a mess. Every, I know every, it. I know yeah, it. we're going to be weeping mm. every uh, single time. I guess that's why it's good that they're pairing it with Paradise, which is so much so lighthearted. You'll be like weeping and then be like, oh, Brayden's oh. doing yeah. something <laughs> stupid with his dumb bolero hat. Like, great, great. Okay, change of the vibe. I do want to play a clip, though, of the last third of this promo because it was so beautiful. Anyone watching this? will see that we are real people. This is the month that my husband died. That have had really hard things happen in our lives. We both have hope. Like where there wasn't any. You don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. I'm in this journey to find my next true love. I'm not falling. I am in love with you. And now there is someone falling in love with me as much as I'm falling in love with them. Don't stop Gary. And what more of a fairy tale could a guy live through? Here's to a long life together. The tears again. I have Goose like bumps. full body chills. Yeah. Like me this too. Is, oh. I'm so excited. And that is where we end. I I want to get some big picture reactions. Lisa, you first. Do we think that this show did what it set out to do in the premiere? Like, was it successful? I think it did. And you know, I came in ready to skewer them for for hurting my people. Uh, and I don't think they did. Um, I think, you know, I recognized myself. I recognized my my contemporaries. I recognized my my parents in this. They allowed them to be real people in a way that is important. And so I didn't hate it. And I thought I would. Um, <laughs> now I have to watch it, not just listen to you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Lee, do you think this could kind of reinvigorate the franchise? You know, we've talked a lot mm -hmm. about, obviously, there's so much dating show content out there. The Bachelor has lost its place as kind of the the prime, the primary uh, reality dating show. What do you think this will do for the franchise? Oh, I think absolutely this is going to just blow it out of the water a little bit. Like, I was amazed at what I saw. I was nervous going into it. I, you know, I think we all were figuring how, we're, you know, how are they going to do it? Were they going to do it right? Were they going to do it in a way that would get a new audience, bring people back to the franchise. I think they did. I am really excited for what's to come. I think it's going to be great to watch my mom watch the show again because she's the one that introduced me to the original franchise and she gave up like Lisa years ago and was like, I'm not going to watch this bullshit. This is not what I signed up for. And now I think like she's excited about this season and she's like and we could watch it together again and I'm excited about that I'm just excited oh, as a I whole love I love this show I love it so much already and I and the thing I love the most about it is these women like I am their champion forever I will I will be with them through this whole journey rooting for them to all find love hopefully 
Me too. I loved it. And I I have just sensed a different feeling kind of in the ether, like online, but also just from people in my life, people who either never felt like the Bachelor franchise was for them or people who watched but have fallen off because it's gotten tired and exhausting and kind of depressing. And so many of them are coming back. So many people who like have brought it up to me like, oh, I heard about The Golden Bachelor and I I think I'm going to watch now. And so I think it is just the smartest thing that this franchise has done in a long time. I am so relieved that at least this premiere, they did it in a way that felt respectful of the people that are putting themselves out there. And I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. It needed a shakeup and this was a great direction for them to go. I just, I'm, I'm excited to see what is to come. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank it's you for been having a me. delight. It was a treat having you. Can you can you tell the people listening where they can find you and your work because you are prolific for anyone who doesn't know. Lisa's so extremely most, impressive. Most recently <laughs> I have a book out. Um it's called Genealogy of a Murder and mostly I'm run, wandering around talking about that but I'm at, you know, lisabelkin.com and I'm on I'm on all the socials. Um, and I'm, you know, watching The Bachelor on Thursday nights, apparently. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We got her. We got her. Okay, Lee, let's get to love to see it, hate to see it. First up, love to see it. And we have a long list. We really do. Because I love to see it all. First (laughs) I love to see it all. Yeah, the whole thing is our love to see it. But we really love to see the opening shot of Gary's hearing aids. As we said earlier, this is not something we can remember really ever seeing so casually as part of a romantic leads getting ready routine. This is really cool representation. And in the same vein, we loved Nancy coming in, showing off her ear candy as well. Yes. We also love, absolutely love to see Edith's hair and her dress. And just her aura. I love Edith. <laughs> I, w- I want to be Edith when I grow up. <laughs> Me too. We also love the way that the women greet and celebrate one another as they each walk into the room. The smiles, the compliments, their care for each other and their, their friendship is just totally radiating. Uh, hashtag here to make friends forever. Forever. Uh, Speaking of friends, those friends and that dance party, I love to see it. The energy, the vibrancy, the joy was just unparalleled. I will forever remember watching that moment on my screen. I'm tearing up because, and it's a dance party and I'm tearing up. I know. The best thing I've ever seen. I kept texting Lee like, this dance dance party's making me weep. We also love to see Kathy's absolutely A-plus narrator skills. Like, just give this woman a podcast stat. Absolutely. And like a Golden Bachelor podcast. Uh, Yeah, exactly. We also love to see, like, real potential love connections starting, like, from from the jump. We got Faith. We got Teresa. We got Ellen. Roberta's watching. I can't. I am all for it these love stories. I cannot wait to see them unfold. Oh my gosh. Me too. Now it's time for Hate to See It. First, as we said earlier, we understood what they were trying to do with Leslie's Walker entrance, but 
it didn't work because why can't a walker be sexy? Like, let's just not, let's not imply that physical disabilities somehow negate desirability. Let's not go there. Don't love it. Yeah, didn't love it. We also hated to see the unnecessary Jimmy Kimmel's ant gag. Uh, you know, the, it felt like the joke was just clearly like, oh, this woman isn't conventionally beautiful enough to be on this show. Uh, we didn't need this at all. Nope. Sorry, Chippy. Just just no. We love Aunt Chippy, but we, we frankly want better for Aunt Chippy. If Aunt um, Chippy would have been a legit cheated, contestant, like if she really yeah, wanted then to find been love, for it. would have loved it. Didn't like the joke. I, I agree. Did not like the joke. We also hated to see literally any of these women going home. Like, how are we going to deal with this happening every week? It just, it feels, it feels really cruel. I mean, not even being Matt James's mom or Barb's best friend could Could secure these women another week. No one is safe. (laughs) No one is safe. No one. Uh, But they needed more. Everybody deserved more screen time. We should have let them stick around. Every single one of them. For two weeks. Come on. Give everybody the first date. You have to marry marry them all, Gary. I'm sorry. Yeah. Please, Gary. Uh, We also hated the fact that Roberta never got to see Ellen make her debut on the show. Um, It really breaks my heart. I'm thinking about both of them and especially Ellen. Um, growing up, you know, when you have such a close friendship and someone who's been by your side for like the biggest moments and the lowest moments, uh, this is a true love story too. A friend, you know, friendship. It is. And it we is. are thinking about Ellen and mm. and Roberta. And Roberta's family, of course. And, you know, I I think what you said is so truly like I and I think it was cool that they chose to highlight that platonic love story within this um, romantic love-focused show. And the fact that they dedicated the season to her was was a really beautiful touch. That brings us to our season rating. We, You know we had to come up with one for The Golden Bachelor. This season, we will be rating Gary's grand zaddy energy out of 10 winks. Just without that classic wink across the room. Just, just that eye sparkle. Uh, that eye sparkle. <laughs> we we went back and forth here too. We were like, should we do like a aw shucks? Like <laughs> he's not an aw shucks kind of guy. I mean, he kind of is. He's that midwestern, but that's yeah. The overwhelming vibe is granddaddy. So out of ten wings, I'd give the opener like a solid nine. That's what I'm saying. So much riz. There is riz everywhere here, and just <laughs> oozing riz. This this granddaddy. Oh God, the kids are gonna come for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, solid nine for sure. Like just Gary, he turned it out. He knew what he was doing. I'm proud of him. He did a great job. And on that note, that is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Lee. Thanks to our wonderful guest, Lisa Belkin. Love to See It is produced by us, Emma Gray, Lee Blickley, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Matarana is our executive producer. If you like our show, especially if you are new here, please follow us, rate us five stars, leave a review, and of course, spread the word to all of your friends about Love to See It. 
And if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to see it pod and Instagram at Claire and Emma pod. We are really, really pushing out the social content for this new season. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at clarendemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at LeeBZ. We'll be back Friday with more from Bachelor in Paradise and a whole lot of Riz. Can you keep up? I like love Stitcher. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 7. My trip to South Dakota was the best summer ever. Now I don't need to go to Mars because I've been to the Badlands. And I caught a bigger walleye than Dad when we went to the Missouri River. Then I rode my bike through these huge rocks called needles. Ooh, I also saw my first herd of bison, even a fuzzy furry baby one. I can't wait to go back and see more. There's so much South Dakota, so little time.